so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all figures. Hello, my vegan friends. You know, I'm in St. Augustine, America's oldest city. I'm in America's oldest city. Yesterday, went to St. George's Place, which is like where all the cool people hang out and want to see the old stuff. If you're into old stuff, St. Augustine is the place for you. Well, sort of. They've remodeled a lot of these things, and they've gotten pictures of how it was in like the 1700s, which... Then they got the stuff in the 1500s, and then like 1960 is really when they rebuilt all this stuff. But it's still cool. They've got the oldest schoolhouse and the oldest shop and other things, and there are vegans here. There's not one vegan restaurant in this town, but um, there are smoothie places. But I, I'm not. I'm making my own smoothies these days. I'm not really into uh, cooking at the hotel although i did make baguettes i have been cooking at the hotel at night but like during the daytime i just have smoothies and then at nighttime i use the the miracle microwave oven that they've got in the lobby of the hampton inn by hilton down at the um down at the basement of this thing you know right right at the beach i'm right on the beach and it's pretty cool i'm enjoying it it's exciting today i'm going to go down back to saint augustine and try to film some social stuff for the social media team over at PETA, which is pretty cool, I think. You never know. Some people might be really interested. If you aren't already a Patreon member, please become a Patreon member. If you aren't already a, a channel member, please become a channel member. If you're not into that, please go to veganofcourse.net and get yourself a goddamn t-shirt. Let other people know you're vegan. You know what I mean? Today is national it's International Tea Day, and I'm drinking coffee. Oh, jeez Louise, what am I doing with my life? I should have known. I should have known it's International Tea Day. You can get no. Don't forget to teabag your loved ones because it's International Tea Day. You can always tea up with your friends, with your vegan friends at the golf course. But this is all about tea. International Tea Day. I love tea. I'm a huge fan. Robert Fortune and his pirates. Well, I guess he had to he had to fight pirates in order to get tea into England. Pretty incredible stuff. The the people who were um, killed trying to get tea into the into the rest of the world. So you know, every time I drink tea, I think about how it connects me to the rest of history. I think about tea a lot. I don't drink it as often as I used to because I've been addicted to coffee lately, but maybe I should, I should, I just don't like tea bags, you know, I like loose leaf. I don't like just like dipping. I don't like tea bagging, you know, not that type of tea bagging anyway. It's not my favorite at all. It's funny. It seems quiet in here. No one in the chat. Did I, did I lose everybody last night after the, after my nighttime live stream? Did everyone decide they don't like me anymore? Is that what happened? Who knows? It's also national underdog day. The third Friday of December. And I think that is, I've always loved the underdog. It's, it's kind of funny. So today we have the national, there's the dogs and cats is what it's all about. Underdog. You recognize that America loves its underdogs. Each year on the third Friday in December, we cheer on the teams and individuals who are statistically expected to lose in competition. How do you observe it? I don't know. You motivate us to get out there and make a difference in our life. Tell your underdog story. Use National Underdog Day. I think vegans are the underdogs. You know, we might seem statistically not able to make it all happen, but we're going to make it happen. National Underdog Day. If you're a vegan and you don't like the National Underdog Day, I don't know what to tell you. Mm. Richter, see you at the party, Richter. Thank you for being here, Mike, the musical vegan. Beast, are you an underdog? Are you an overdog? I, I think underdogs 
the, the, the idea of an underdog is really good for the vegan because we definitely seem like the underdog a lot of the times. And so I think it's important to always cheer on the underdog because they're the ones that should win. They're the ones that put in all the work. They work hard. They want to make it work. Also, when you bet on the underdog, your returns are always way bigger because <laughs> the odds are against them. It's also National Cat Herders Day. There you go, you cat herders. I used to be a herder of cats. I used to work in cocktailing. I used to do. Uh, I used to run the beverage department over at the uh, over at the old MGM Grand, and that seemed a lot like herding cats. Five hundred employees, four hundred of whom were women. It was a. Uh, it was an interesting party every day. National Cat Herders Day. Are you a cat herder? I know a couple cat herders. Are you about TNR? Trap, neuter, release? Are you a vegan hot dog? Of course you are. You know, national cat herders all over the world need to all over the world need to help me herd cats so that we can get them spayed and neutered so we can control the population of pets and animals all over so that we could mitigate their suffering. And if you're a cupcake vegan, it's National Cupcake Day. Let's get James Aspie out here. James Aspie. It's National Cupcake Day, baby. It's time to make some vegan cupcakes and let everyone know that you can have an OnlyFans site that makes lots of money for the vegan movement. Movement? Does it make money for the vegan movement, his OnlyFans? Why does, does anybody have a James Aspie, a membership to James Aspie's um, OnlyFans, because I want to know what's on there, and I'm not paying for it. I'll tell you that much. What is in there that people, what is James Aspie doing with an OnlyFans is my question. It looks like porn. Somebody sent me just like the front page, and it's just him on top of his lady. It looks like porn. If it's not porn, it's false advertising. What is going on? Your vegan cupcake for today? I like it. Mm. Why do people enjoy James Aspie's OnlyFans? I don't get it. Or what's on what's on Tash Peterson's OnlyFans? I don't know, man. Like all these vegans with OnlyFans, those are cupcake vegans, right? Those are those are my cupcake vegans. What are they doing on there? Is this the future of the movement? You know, in Eisel Mazard's book, he says that we should be creating art in order to inspire others to become vegan. That's one of the things that he says. And I think, okay, well, isn't that what isn't that what uh, James Aspie is doing with his OnlyFans? He's creating art to inspire others to become vegan. Is that is that what's happening? I just don't know anymore. I don't know. Oh, Bartleby. No oh, humanity. Well, today on the um, today on the press releases over on the PETA website, they've got me. I'm on there. Hell on Wheels is coming. Squawking chicken truck to ruffle feathers outside of Daytona Beach restaurants. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there on um, tomorrow. Oh, that's me. I'm gonna be there tomorrow. If you guys saw my community post, you will see pictures of people walking by my truck, much like this one, looking at it incredulously. Uh, I didn't take this picture, but I took the ones that I posted. Local diners just might think twice about chowing down on fried chicken after they see and hear Hell on Wheels, PETA's guerrilla marketing campaign featuring a life-size chicken transport truck covered with images of real chickens crammed into crates on the way to a slaughterhouse, complete with actual recorded sounds of the birds' cries and a subliminal message every 10 seconds suggesting that people go vegan. The vexatious vehicle will circle the heart of Daytona Beach at Main Street and South Atlantic Avenue near Hog Heaven Barbecue at Steve's Famous diner before moving on to confront diners at four rivers smokehouse metro diner casual bird burger 10 and chicken two pollo tropical huey magoo's chicken tenders and brickyard that's a busy day that's that's all me i'm gonna do that all day hmm when tomorrow the 16th 12 noon we're getting started where circling Main Street, Santa, Saint South Atlantic. I keep on saying Saint because I'm in Saint Augustine, South Atlantic Avenue, Daytona Beach. There you go. Isn't that exciting? Tash cups her cake on her OnlyFans. You think that's what she does? Oh man, what are people doing on their OnlyFans? I don't even know. Where is everybody, Mike, the musical vegan? Did I piss everybody off yesterday with last night's stream? Is that what happened? Are people sick of me? Is that what's going on? The chicken coupe. Indeed.
the chicken coop. Behind every barbecued wing or bucket of fried chicken is a once-living, sensitive individual who was crammed onto a truck for a terrifying, miserable journey to the death, says Tracy Ryman. PETA's Hell on Wheels truck is an appeal to anyone who eats chicken to remember that the meat industry is cruel to birds and the only kind meal is a vegan one. Go vegan. We oppose speciesism. Animals are not ours to eat. I love this. I'm really happy that this... I love these press releases because it's like... I don't know. I'm always excited. Let's share it on the Insta... Can I share it on, on LinkedIn? I'm going to share it on LinkedIn. There we go. Share in a post. There we go. I'm going to share it right now. This is me doing this. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's posted on my LinkedIn now. If anybody wants to go into my LinkedIn, I'm Skyjack Morgan. You can uh, you can catch me outside. How about that? Yeah. All right. So that's the first thing. The word of the day is one of my favorite words of the day is the vegan word of the day is aplomb. Hello, Vegan Stallion. What's happening, man? Nice to see you. Mm. Nice to see you. Did you see the press release for the um for the Hell on Wheels chicken truck? It's pretty exciting. I'm going to be in Daytona Beach tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. I've never been to Daytona. Have you been to Daytona? I've never been to Daytona. I haven't been to much of Florida. This is my first time in St. Augustine, and um, I'm excited to see more. I've never been to Orlando except to fly through. So I'm seeing parts of the parts of America I've never seen before. I'm really excited that you know, like, I get to see parts of America that I've never been able to see. Most people never get to see most of America. I one time met a girl when I worked at Disneyland. Disneyland's in Anaheim, but I worked with a server, and she said that she's never left Yorba Linda. Like, never left Yorba Linda. That's really sad, and I think a lot of people live like that. They never leave their state, never leave their city. If they do, it's only like the next state over or something. So I don't know. Now I've seen almost every state. There's a couple out there that I haven't seen yet, but I want to. I think I might be able to see all 50 states. What do you say about that? Wouldn't that be cool? Mm. It's 5 a.m. in California. What a beautiful time. I caught the very end of you talking about the press release. It's 5 a.m. in California. God, it's. Isn't it beautiful to be up at 5 a.m.? It's 8 a.m. It's 8-something here in beautiful St. Augustine, Florida. I wish that I could do it. I wish I could do it 8 a.m. California time, but it's impossible because it'll be 11 a.m. here. And that's when I'm out doing my chicken truck thing, you know? So aplomb is one of my favorite words. Aplomb means complete and confident composure and self-assurance with aplomb. You know who has aplomb? I think, um, I think, uh, well, she's got more than aplomb, but you could say that Tash Peterson has aplomb because she just like gets in people's faces with all the confidence of the world. Lucy, Lucy Munson has aplomb. You know, these, uh, you must have aplomb to be an activist in the street because it, you have to have complete, confident composure and self-assurance. It's a synonym of poise. On her first day, the teacher, June, handled herself with aplomb, keeping the class engaged and focused, confidence, composure, and self-assurance. Maybe maybe not Tash, um, but like, you know who does? Um, Cliff Grant. Cliff Grant handles himself with aplomb. Or, oh, you know who does? Uh, Earthling Ed definitely has aplomb. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. You two opened Sphere with aplomb, but not necessarily full bore success. Well, I mean, I think that's pretty cool performance. And who made the video major part of their performance is 30 years ago. That's pretty cool. You know, they were in the Sphere, you two. You know, you two such a great band, those Irish fucks. I wish they were vegan. Why isn't Bono vegan? Mr. Humanitarian wants to save the planet, but he's not vegan. Is anyone in you two even vegan? It's five o'clock somewhere. Indeed. That's usually about drinking, though. And I'm reading The Invisible Mind. I'm not, I'm trying not to drink at all. I haven't been drinking for a couple weeks. And it's been great. You know, it's a little weird, but I think it's fine. 
Mm. I don't know. Wouldn't we have to? Wouldn't we love to ask him? I would love to ask Bono why the heck you're not vegan, Bono. What am I drinking? Asked Saint Pete Runner. I'm drinking a smoothie that's like it's got chocolate, peanut butter, protein powder, strawberries, blueberries, and a banana. And I think it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's what I'm thinking. But it's 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 delicious. I'm drinking more and more smoothies to keep my belly full on these long days. Mm. I didn't put any spinach in it. I should have put spinach. I'm going to drink two, though, before I go because I don't like to eat during the day. I don't like to eat until I come back. Congrats on not drinking, Fwen. Well, thanks, BFF. I um, I'm trying to like just cut. I, I originally just wanted to cut back, you know, but I haven't drunk a drop. I feel like you know, for New Year's, I'll probably drink a little bit, but like, I don't know. Alcohol and me, we get a long relationship. We've been together a long time, and I just, I think it's time to take a long break. I just don't. I'm just not, I, it's just not fun anymore to drink. It used to be fun. You'd go out and meet people, hang out at the bars, meet all these interesting people. And, but now everyone sucks. You go out, everybody sucks. It's a bunch of carnies and it's just every, it, it's just no fun. I don't understand. It used to be, I think before the pandemic, it was fun to go out and drink. After the pandemic, it's just like every asshole drinks too much. Everyone thinks they're a connoisseur. They don't know anything. It's just really bad. People, the, the amount of alcohol people drank during the pandemic, it's like when your mom joined Facebook. That's what it feels like for me. I feel like I've always been really into drinking and drinking alcohol in ways that are like kind of academic in a way. And I would learn about like where each bourbon came from and where each tequila came from and what all the differences are between. I've studied this. I've read books about tequila. I've read books about bourbon. And now I feel like your mom joined Facebook and it's not cool anymore. It's just not. Now when you go out, it's just a bunch of pieces of garbage, garbage people doing garbage stuff. The truth is, though, I don't know. Like, I go to these, I drive through all these towns, and there's all these really cool bars, and I want to go in, but I don't want to go in. I don't really want to go in. I want to see like all the cool bars in Saint in Saint Augustine, but I walked by them, and I'm like, I don't want to go in there. I can smell them, and I can smell what that's. I know what that smell is, and I, I, I'm, I don't know. I wish I could go in, but I don't even know what I would do. Order a order a water. <laughs> Can I have a seltzer water, please, and a uh, uh, splash of lemonade? You know what I mean? I don't even know what I would drink. Meantime, what do what do people do? They go bowling now. Don't drink. I, everything revolves around drinking, so I'm having to like rethink some stuff. You know. Everyone sucks. Did you hear grizzly bears are eating hibernating? That grizzly bears are eating hibernating grizzlies? No, I did not hear that. You smock the wed. I I have wed at home, but I don't really. I'm not that into that either. Like it's fine, but like marijuana is always just. It's fine if you're gonna sit. People. That's another thing that started to suck. It's. I feel like your mom's. If your mom's on Facebook with weed. Like the grass used to be fun. I could get high and watch Scooby-Doo or something. And now it's like everybody smokes weed and it's annoying because everybody sucks. <laughs> Everyone talks about it. Well, is it indica or sativa or blah, 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 blah. Like, I, I, dude, I don't need to count the milligrams of THC. What happened to smoking a bowl and watching Star Trek? Because that's my vibe. But I don't want to do that anymore because it just feels like it's not cool anymore. It's like it's so passe. What is the next cool thing? And I'm not just talking about substances. What is the next cool thing? And I feel like this is exactly where, you know, 
I read Isaac Mazard's book, and he talks about how um, veganism will only be successful if we make it a stupid, like the dumbest thing ever to do, because everyone's so stupid, and the only way to get people to do get stupid people to do stupid things is to convince them that this is the dumbest possible thing to do. And it's like, yeah, I see that with weed. I see that with uh, drinks. Now, how do you get that to do social change, right? Like. <laughs> I don't know, like, how do we get our thing to be as popular as marijuana? How do we get our thing to be as popular as weed? As How about just as popular as crypto? That would be big. How to get veganism as popular as crypto? That would be cool. You know, if it's really dumb, people will do it. And I wonder if, first of all, I wonder if he's right. But secondly, how, how often will we ever get to the chance to really make a change with people? Everyone's, everyone's coming into this now, and the world is, is so full of ways to connect and, and get information out there. What are we doing with it? Greetings from Galway City at the Atlantic Coast of West Ireland today, the 15th of December, 2023. Thank you, Paul Campbell, for being here. I'm just stoked that you're alive, Paul Campbell. You you make my day every time oh, I see you come in from Ireland, from Galway. You can order a non-alcoholic or something by myself, walk into a bar by myself and order a soy milk like a psychopath. Nah. The whole point of the bar, bars aren't fun if you're not drinking. That's the secret. It, the whole point of it is to drink and take in the atmosphere and talk to people. That's the whole point. It sucks. Why, why would you go there if you're not drinking? It makes no sense. It's, I don't understand why people go clubbing and don't drink. How do you do it? So I got to think of something entirely different. And I used to love to go to poetry readings and and that literary events, but they're all gone. Like I haven't seen, a, I've been to a literary event in fucking years, many years, and go see a movie by myself without drinking. But like, that's not very social, is it? Everything's going to be antisocial. Veganism is the next cool thing, says Bryn Thomas. I totally agree. But how do we make it the next cool thing? Vegan coin could be the next crypto. That'd be kind of fun. The next, the next, the next V coin, make a V coin. Mm. We need to look up how to make a crypto coin. And make it vegan coin on the Doge network. That's the problem. Veganism is the opposite of dumb. I know. But lots of smart ideas have been packaged for dummies over the years. And the way you do that, I think, is through arts, culture, that type of stuff. And so creative ways to present the idea. I think that's a really good point um, that Eisel makes in his book, and I, I'd like to explore it a little bit. I want to get him back on the show so we can talk about it together, but um, the notion that through creativity, we might actually be able, you know, because like, have you seen Avatar Part 2? It's a big vegan message. I'm not saying that we have to just do propaganda. Maybe that's what he's saying. I don't know. We got to talk about it. I'm inspired by his book, and I'm thinking a lot about it. I like this V-Coin idea, though. What about that? Vegan coin? And we start investing in V-Coin? Mm. Imagine if through the veg economy, vegans paid each other with V-Coin to get massages or accounting or whatever. We use V-Coin to pay each other and start a shadow, a, sh a shadow um, currency. A script currency that is only for vegans. Mm. I like where you're going with this. Why can't we do that? Start a vegan currency with crypto. You could totally do that. It's completely possible. The word aplomb, if did you know if you do this is the vegan word of the day, by the way, if you if you're just tuning in, um, we got on a tangent, but um, if you want. The vegan word of the day is aplomb, one of my favorite words in the English dictionary, really. It's right at the top of the list because it starts with an A. If you do something with aplomb, you do it with composure and self-assurance. You do it with poise. I'm thinking Ed Winters is probably the vegan with the most aplomb. This English noun aplomb was borrowed directly from French, where it carries the meanings of both composure and perpendicularity. Perpendicularity? <laughs> well, not perpendicularity. The French word aplomb <laughs> composure perpendicularity i love this because perpendicularity just means you're upright citizen right 
your perpendicularity is non-pareal and your aplomb is beyond reproach. The French uh, word aplomb comes from the phrase aplomb, being a lead weight. Oh, like a plumb bob. Interesting. Aplomb, meaning according to plummet, or literally according to the plummet, a plummet being a lead weight that is attached to a line and used to determine vertical alignment. Yeah, but no one calls it a plummet. Everyone calls it a plumb bob. That's what it's called, a plumb bob. Do you know what a plumb bob is? No one calls it, uh, nobody calls it a friggin' plummet. It's called a plumb bob. This is what it looks like. <laughs> it's a it's a thing on a string that goes to the bottom so you can get what is a perpendicular line. Well, let me see. See, I couldn't do it. But if I had a plumb bob, it would show you exactly, gravity would do its work and show you exactly the line. Plumb bob. Yeah. <laughs> Sky does pre-shift with aplomb. Why, thank you very much, Bryn Thomas. You're such a wonderfully human. Thank you. Thank you, you beautiful vegan. Aplomb. I love this. I, I didn't realize that aplomb was the same. Was, plumb is the vertical equivalent to a spirit level. Plumb bob has been around for thousands of years, dating back to ancient Egypt. Yeah, they have the plumb bob. They still use them since ancient Egypt. They still use this friggin' device. You still see it on construction sites. They have a plumb, a plumb bob. That shows you exactly where the vertical line is. <laughs> this is crazy. The string is used to find a vertical reference line called plumb. So a plumb bob, but like they're saying it's called a plummet. I don't think I don't a plummet. A plummet being a lead weight that is attached to a line. No, they're talking about a plumb bob. Plumb has its roots in the Latin root word plumbum meaning lead source too, of such varied English words as plummet, plum, plumber, which originally referred to someone who deals with or works with lead. Oh, because a plumber deals with lead because the pipes used to be made of lead. That's how all the Romans got killed. And the symbol PB, oh my gosh, which designates the element lead on the periodic table. This is, wait a second. PB designates the lead is also the source of the word plunge and therefore plunger. The fact that a plumber is also to, is able to use a plunger with more aplomb than most of us, however, is merely coincidence. Man, I was worried about this guy. This guy giving us the vegan word of the day. He's been, he's been, his, I think his name is Bob. Bob gives us this word of the day every single day and um, this vegan word. And, and my God, this one is really good. I did not know <laughs> the aplomb was, first of all, two words from French, meaning perpendicularly or literally according to plumbing. I mean, God damn it. That's pretty good. Aplomb. I had no idea. And it was related to lead. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I've been using this word my whole life. I've always, I've always, what I normally will say with is, I'll say this term, I'll say, and he did it, or she did it, or I did it with casual grace and aplomb. It's something that I've been saying my whole life because I probably read it in some book somewhere and I thought it sounded cool. So I say it a lot. Ah, when with, with casual grace and aplomb. Vegan cryptocurrency called Vcoin. Yes, how do we get the shit done? Let's, this is something we need to do, Vcoin. And then I, maybe somehow we can do like, I can sell shirts for Vcoin or something. Why not? We can sell, we can give each other V coin for fun. I don't know. Like, it could be anything. Create a coin. And then I'm going to look it up how to make a shit coin. Because it would be, they call it a shit coin in a good way, in a good way. But it'd be fun. A meme coin. How to create a meme coin. That would be amazing. PB is chemical symbol for lead. I learned that first year in secondary school. Yeah, I knew that too, of course. I learned that in first year of secondary school as well, Paul Campbell in Galway. Yeah, I mean, I went to school. I learned things. But, you know, isn't wouldn't that be cool if, like, the very – wait, I didn't know that a plum – anyway – did you know that the Romans basically killed their entire society by eating off of lead plates and using lead to make pipes and stuff? Basically killed themselves. Crazy. Mark Saunders in the house all the way from Arizona. 
poopendicular is when your poop comes out at a 90 degree angle. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That is exactly what poopendicular means. Don't be poopendicular. Do it with aplomb. I, I, I've been... I, I'm, I really like this. We got to talk about plum bobs. How many times do you get to talk about plum bobs in your life? Not very often. If you can, if you can work plum bob into casual conversation today, I'd be really excited uh, to to find out about it. You can let me know. Today is the day that we sign the Bill of Rights. It's ratified when Virginia it gives its approval, becomes amendments one through ten of the U.S. Constitution. The first ten. I think there's 32 of them now, but the Bill of Rights, how many, I think there's 32 of them now, right? How many amendments does the Constitution have? Oh, 27, sorry. 27 times, and the remaining deal with everything from who can vote or where, whether or not senators can give themselves a raise. 27. There are 27 amendments. Good to remember. But there are 10 that are most important. The first 10, number one being freedom of speech. And God damn it, maybe we should take that seriously. Freedom of speech and separation of church and state. That's number one. Number one. I think it's pretty good. We also got the Fifth Amendment. You cannot incriminate yourself. You can refuse to say answer any questions on fear that you might incriminate yourself. Pretty good. There's some good ones in there. Would it be accurate to say that humans are the only animals to keep souvenirs from their victims? Hmm. Can you think of any, that's the question of the day. Can you think of any animal that keeps a souvenir from the, I'm sure there's something in the fish, you know, I don't know. The ocean always has weird shit going on. Like don't um, octopus and crabs like collect shells and things from their victims and they keep them in their homes i think there's some the, the ocean is always a is always a mixed bat you always they always doing weird shit in the ocean things you can't even imagine like the glowing um the bioluminescent what are they i think they're zooplankton whatever the, the little the little organisms that are in the ocean that light up the waves when they're agitated you know they're beautiful to behold if you've ever seen them the only reason that they glow is that if the little shrimp who eats those guys eats them, then they'll glow and they'll be easily eaten. So you, the the animals who eat the glowing plankton, they evolve to not eat them because the ones who eat them get killed more easily. Being like, that's amazing. So it, it's all bonkers in the ocean. I would I would imagine that there's some sea creature that keeps souvenirs of 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 his or her of their victims. But on earth, like on on, on land, mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. Because like chimps don't do it. They don't they don't keep their victims skulls or anything like that. Or their pelts, nothing like that. I've always said that humans are the only animals that kill for fun, but I've been reading more about it. I talk about hunting a lot, so it matters. Well, chimpanzees definitely kill for fun. Like, have you seen Chimp Empire on Netflix? It's a it's a remarkable thing. Um, you should definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. It's only four. It's a four part miniseries. Uh, but they a lot of chimps still when when the when they eat a lot of fruit they get a lot of energy and then they want to go kill other animals little small monkeys and things they and they want to they want to kill other animals for fun that just as exercise because they've got so much pent up stuff to, they've got nothing to do because they're they're apes i mean what do apes do all day they're not like writing philosophy they're not like spending their time doing other shit so they go on hunting trips i mean this is something that really does occur. A lot of animals hunt for fun. Cats hunt for fun. Yeah. Machiavellian. That's what we need. We need, we need some more Machiavells. I know orcas hunt for fun, but it's probably more of a juvenile curiosity rather than truly malicious intent, especially exploitation. Yeah. I mean, there are animals who hunt for fun, but I mean, I'd like to say that we're better than that. I mean, like we have intellect. Mm. Like we claim to have such a wonderful, you know, such a superior intellect to all the other creatures on planet Earth, and yet 
here we are uh, using their hunting for fun as uh, as defense of what we're doing. Are they protecting their territory, though, or do they kill for fun? Um, orcas definitely kill for fun, and they attack yachts for fun. They play, they, yeah, they do all sorts of... Actually, 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 um, for a while, orcas, they, they, they've done studies where orcas in the wild will have, like, teenage fascinations, like, like really, like, juvenile fascinations with uh, trends. And there was a thing where um, the orcas were taking like um like seals and then wearing them as a hat like wearing the seal carcass as a hat because they thought it was cool <laughs> that was a thing for a while and then very recently the orcas have been attacking the motors of yachts and experts don't think it's revenge or anything they think it's um that the, that they just think it's fun they just think it's they think it's a laugh the only secret is to probably keep peace of the victims are seamen. Yeah, maybe you're right, Marcelo. Yeah, you're right. Probably right. Yachts don't being belong in the ocean, though. So are the orcas just defending themselves? Not defending. They don't think they're defending themselves. They think it's just for fun. It's just for funsies. But um, but there is a whole there was a whole trend where pods of orca were tearing apart other animals and wearing them as hats. That was like a real thing that happened. Look it up. It's really it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing for the seal hat. <laughs> yeah, no, orcas are orcas are pretty um but they say that they're they're kind of they act like teenage boys. They do funny things and uh we don't understand why exactly, but they seem to catch on to each other doing it and then it becomes like a trend for a while and then they get bored with it and they just stop doing it. So they think like the yacht thing will will run its course as well like um they'll just get bored of breaking yachts because they're not even sinking the yachts they're just they tear out the engines for fun just to see what they can do yeah orcas are psychopaths yeah they are orcas are definitely psychopaths the black fish uh, look out for the black fish yeah i think i think it's i think it's funny <laughs> anyway the bill of rights i wish that we could have a bill of rights for animals that would be really cool but the thing is if you think about it in 1791 we have the bill of rights and i'm gonna say you know what it's a pretty good document the bill of rights i think it's pretty cool um the constitution has its flaws but i think the fact that we have a bill of rights is i is one of the hallmarks of american democracy and one of the good things i think i think so anyway and now we have a pres. Now we have a uh, a guy running for president who says he wants to be dictator for a day. Donald Trump literally said he wants to be dictator, but just for one day, just for one day, his first day, he's going to be a dictator. But the rest, he won't be. <laughs> so crazy. Um, Napoleon Bonaparte in 1840 re receives a French state funeral in Paris, 19 years after his death. Yeah, screw him. Gallipoli. Oh my God, have you ever seen the movie Gallipoli with uh, Mel with Mel Gibson? That's pretty cool. Folsom City Blues came out. Folsom Prison Blues came out today. With Johnny Cash. I hear the trainer coming. It's coming around the bend. I mean, Folsom Prison Blues had that thing. I I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. And I hear that train a-coming. My instinct is to justify why they do, though. There's a list of animals that kill for fun, but I'm not sold that it's for fun. It's truly, It truly is psychopathic behavior. I mean, it gets boring out in the ocean. You're smart. If you're a smart animal and you're stuck out in the ocean, I think that like it's like military boredom. That's how I look at it. Like, like temporary psychopathy. You know, like... You could take normal people, put them in the military, train them to kill, then stress them out, and then give them nothing to do. That is a recipe for disaster, and we've seen it time and time again. Uh, Abu Ghraib, uh, there's all sorts of examples from Vietnam, but I think the last big example in American history was Abu Ghraib, where people were in this high-tense, uh, high-stress situation, and then they put them in charge of prisoners in the middle of nowhere with zero oversight, and they started doing creepy stuff to the prisoners, didn't they? They started going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, 
And uh, I think that I think that oceans kind of like that orcas are so intelligent they seek out brain stimulation. And that's what I think so too. Yeah, they don't kill each other. So much similarities between the savagery of humans and orcas. Speaking of orcas, I asked Lifting V Logic yesterday if he'd be okay with people feasting on Lolita the orca because there were no rights violations, and he deleted my comment. Wow, Leguminati. Careful. I mean, don't ask him about feathers. That's a big thing. You know, any of these like rights violation utilitarians, it's just not it's just not a vegan point of view. Like, I think that he's a really interesting guy who says a lot of interesting things. But um, LVL, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Like he he he's a he's a smart guy, but he's he's signed on to this Peter Singer thing. He's all he's all about like the Peter Singer way of thinking. He's utilitarian. No, I'm not. I'm a threshold deontologist or whatever the fuck they want to call you. You're, you're utilitarian. You're consequentialist, and um, it's just not. That's not what I'm about. Uh, it's just not me. That ain't me, babe. Isn't that what happens to every vet who comes home? Ooh, a lot of vets who come home with PTSD, that does happen. You're absolutely right. You know, like that's that's totally true. A lot. The ones that have, were in high combat, high stress, high anxiety situations come home and they can't deal with normal life. So they have to go back. They made a movie about it called Hurt Locker where you had to keep on going back and it becomes an addiction to go into these like high stress, um, dangerous, dangerous situations because you can't deal with um, with normal life anymore, you know. It just goes to show that we shouldn't, you know, you know it, to forget about war for a second. Anytime we put people into positions where they are forced to do things that are contrary to their unnatural, to their natural proclivities, they end up developing mental illness and, you know, mental, mental just challenges. And yet the truth is slaughterhouse workers, prison workers, um, a lot of, a lot of the military but then also office workers cubicle workers a lot of them it's like you could do it for short periods of time but i mean if you do it for any length of time you'll go crazy like i don't know about you but i've had office jobs where i'm like i'm going i'm going fucking bonkers i can't do this i've had um i've had restaurant jobs where i'm like this is just too much now sir this is simply a this is simply a, a road too far. We've gone too far with this, you know. Yeah, it's 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 according to Eisel, mental illness doesn't exist. <laughs> is that true? Did he actually say that? I don't know. I don't I don't know everything about the guy. I read his book. I don't remember. I don't I don't hear anything that he said. Mental illness doesn't exist, but maybe he does. I'll ask him. I'll text him and ask him. What do you, what what the hell are you talking about? Mental illness doesn't exist. Mental illness definitely exists. We put we put our we put humans into these situations where they can't cope. Of course, mental illness exists. I think I think that certain things are overdiagnosed, like ADHD and autism. But you know what? That's a way to get people medicated. You need to diagnose them in order to medicate them. I also will. I also with the caveat that. Chemical lobotomy is the status quo right now. If you're out of hand or out of pocket or just not acting the way we want you to, chemical lobotomy is how we deal with you. We'll give you drugs to make you more normal because we don't want to deal with your bullshit. And that's fucked. Like we're not so <laughs> people are supposed to be different. We're supposed to be have different personalities and be able to express ourselves. And I'm hoping that at the end of all this woke stuff and like accept everybody except they don't want to accept everybody do they they don't even want to accept themselves but whatever but this idea this movement this this kind of um trend right now accept everybody you know and and recognize who everyone is like i used to believe that we're a melting pot um i thought yeah we'll melt let's all melt that's a good idea let's melt together now they're saying no we're not a melting pot we're just a pot carrying individual distinct parts which doesn't make any sense to me but i'm supposed to recognize everyone and their identity within the pot but i thought we were supposed to like melt <laughs> we're supposed to be melting in the melting pot i want to melt in the melting pot but i want my identity to be strong 
yeah, but your identity is kind of dividing us, man. Like we're supposed to be in this together. Like the, the identity is supposed to be American, whatever the hell that means. Maybe we should discuss what that means to be American in the melting pot of America. Maybe that should be the discussion. But this idea of accepting every single person and their identity, wouldn't it be cool if we ended up kind of um, accepting people unmedicated? Wouldn't that be cool? Like recognizing that people are different and that's okay and you don't have to be medicated to fit in and to do what we say and to be productive. I think that would be cool. It's like utilitarianism is ethically opposed, is ethically suspicious and heartless. I don't like it either. Utilitarianism always leads you down a path that has ghastly repercussions. But here's the thing. Utilitarianism is a very useful tool in the tool belt when you're talking about law, when you're talking about judges having to decide who having to decide like who gets what. I mean, Judge Judy, she's got to decide like, do you get the five million dollars? Or is it bullshit? She only owes you 5000 Like, she's going to go into utilitarian arguments about those things. Um, child child law, you know, family law, who gets, who gets uh, custody of which child and, and all those things. Utilitarianism is still going to be a play a part. The EPA, the, the, um, the, the EPA and the um, uh, Endangered Species Act those are utilitarian mechanisms to try to make better a, a more better good right a better a better a, a more a, a more utility more joy than 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 pain and sorrow utilitarianism is one tool the problem is is when you only are a utility when you put that label across your forehead and you're like i'm a i'm a utilitarian every everything can be solved through by utilitarianism that's bullshit that's stupid it's a lie it doesn't work when you have only a hammer everything looks like a nail you're a human being you're multifaceted to say that sometimes you can make utilitarian arguments for the greater good of society and sometimes you need to go into like deep ecology or ecofeminism in order to understand how to care for someone the best way possible. Or maybe, maybe, maybe you have to, I don't know, just acknowledge the rights of others and respect others, regardless of whether or not it's utilitarian notion. You see, like, you can do that. You can contain multitudes. You do not have to be utilitarian all the time. It's kind of idiotic to think, and, and also idiotic, but also you'd have to be a moral imbecile to think that utilitarianism is the end-all be-all. You have to be a moral imbecile. Let me say it one more time. <laughs> you'd have to be a moral imbecile to think that utilitarianism is the only way to navigate this world as a human being. There you go. I tried watching Aaron Janice video and only made it 15 minutes. I won't watch an Aaron Janice video. I'm not interested in Aaron Janice. Why would you try to watch it? My personality is worshiping corn. I like that. Corn worship is good. People say, I like hardcore corn. Um, people say that my entire identity is veganism and I'm not even mad. You could have my, you know, a huge part of my uh, identity is obviously veganism and I ain't mad at that either. Veganism, meaning that, um, uh, I don't, I don't exploit others. Yeah, that's pretty good. I identify as a rationalist. I like that alpha sophist. Rationalists are pretty good. But you have to understand that there's also deep, deep ecology and others that uh, things that seem invisible sometimes that we need to kind of, you know, rational rationality doesn't always work because we lack empirical evidence of the existence of something like rights. You know what I'm saying? Some things you just feel. Tom Regan called utilitarianism morally bankrupt philosophy. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Because it is. Tom Regan was right. Tom Regan was a genius. Um, defending animal rights, one of the greatest uh, animal rights books ever written. He is absolutely correct. But he also will even make concessions that utilitarianism isn't really a moral philosophy at all. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It's supposed to be how we govern. 
Because in government, that's okay. So in government, you have utilitarian laws written down, but you have a judge that interprets those laws so that we can add our humanity into the mix. Because sometimes the judge might say something like, well, you did rob a liquor store, but and utilitarianism says that if I punish the lawbreaker, that perhaps I might I might encourage others to not break the law. So the greater, I punish one person for the good of many. But you were robbing the liquor store to get money for your child who is in the hospital and is going to die? Maybe we can um, mitigate those, maybe those circumstances are mitigating and we can also look at this from a different angle that isn't purely utilitarian because how monstrous would that be? We can't just look at everything with the utilitarian lens. We don't even do it in our own losses, in our own courts. The laws are written as close to possibly, as close as possible to utilitarianism because that's how you would have to write anything, right? It, it's good for, it's good for us all. That's the whole point, but we don't even use it um, hundred percent of the time. Threshold deontology is just another word for um, for utilitarianism. The consequentialist. That means I, I I'm I, I believe in rights until there's a until there's a a point where there's consequential. I turn into a consequentialist. It's a yeah. Oh, it was Isla's video about Aaron Janis. No, I haven't watched it. Utilitarianism when you and your roommate figure out who's paying for the majority of the electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the bigger room, but you take more showers. I have the I have the larger bedroom, but you take more showers. So it's electric heat for the water. So I'm thinking you pay the electric bill. Why can't we have a democratic view on animal exploitation? That makes sense to me. I don't see myself having a threshold on exploiting animals, period. Thank you. Exactly right. It's not that you have a threshold that makes it okay. It's that in, in dire circumstances, this is the problem with threshold deontology. If the, if, if the situation is dire enough, then I will switch to consequentialism where I will make calculations based on the greater good. But that's bullshit. That's not what actually happens. In dire circumstances, or let's just say extemporaneous circumstances, then we might have to make decisions that are not calculated because we are in survival mode or something like that. That doesn't make the act okay. Just like... Uh, a wolf attacks me. I kill the wolf. Does that make killing wolves okay? No. No, it doesn't. Not at all, actually. I still committed uh, an atrocity. But can you forgive me? Yeah. Because the wolf is going to kill you otherwise. Perfectly acceptable. Not acceptable. Perfectly understandable. And so morally defensible. That doesn't mean it's morally okay. This is the problem with like, like, again, to say, oh, well, that, see, you're a threshold deontologist. You reach the threshold and you're saying it's okay. No, I'm not. I'm saying it's still not okay. It's simply that we have to uh, look at each other with grace and compassion. Wonderful. And whoa, corn sea, corn sea I'm glad you all are here. I'm really, um, I think you're all wonderful human beings and I'm I'm glad to have you in the in the in the place, you know what I'm saying? I'm um I, I don't know if you guys are excited about this uh, chicken run too. Everyone seems to be talking about it. I'm um not totally excited about it, but I, I I'm hoping that Karina and I will watch it when I'm back into um when I'm back home in California in a few days, I'll be back in California for a short amount of time, and I cannot wait to be there. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't see any vegan birthdays today, so that's it. Random thought, am I the only one who thinks Paul McCartney can't be vegan? Maybe that's why he's the eternal vegetarian. <laughs> I've heard that he is vegan now. I don't know. Like, I think these old timers, like, what do you want? I don't trust these old timers. That guy's, that guy's been rich 
his entire life. He's been rich since he was like 21 years old or something. Filthy rich. Golden toilet rich. Saddam Hussein rich. We're talking rich. The guy was so rich, I don't, I don't really believe anything that a rich guy who's that rich will ever tell me. Um, if you found out after the death of Paul McCartney that he was doing all sorts of creepy, weird shit, that you, would you be surprised? I wouldn't be surprised at all. If it came out that he had a harem like Peter Singer... <laughs> If it came out at the end of his life that he had a, a Peter Singer style harem and uh, was defending it with utilitarian ideas the entire time, would that surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me. But he's awesome. I mean, for now, he's alive and I think he's great. I think he's actually vegan. Exactly, Sky. Morally defensible is the exact situation in that exact situation is a blank check for that behavior all the time. Thank you, Deb Thompson. That's why Kantian ideas of deontology always you still have a duty not to kill to and to protect wolves even though you kill the wolf because out of the extemporaneous situation you uh pull the trigger that's not the same thing right mm. as defending as saying well if it's if i'm pushed far enough it's okay no that's like saying deontology threshold deontology is like saying I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Revenge is like the sweetest thing next to getting kittens. It's from Tupac. Most humans are afraid of the deep ocean, yet a lot of them go fishing. Yeah. People who fish, you know, it always pisses me off. People who fish. What? Why? Why? Fuck them. I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of the pre-shift. I hope you guys had a good time. Let's see if there's anything really quickly in the new in the press releases. I I I looked at our the press release for my thing in Daytona because I'll be in Daytona tomorrow. That's a, that's my press release that Peta put out. I'm really excited about it because I don't know. It makes me feel famous or something when they put it out. They don't put my name here or anything. But still, it's pretty cool, right? Like this is my this is my jam. That's the truck I have. I have this truck. This is my truck. Pretty cool, right? I think it is. Uh-oh, they don't have... But mine has a little thing that hangs off the side that says, here's some awesome information just for you. And with, with some uh, give-a-cluck give pamphlets and stuff. It's an appeal to anyone who eats chicken to remember that the meat industry is cruel to birds and the only kind meal is a vegan one. The only kind meal is a vegan one, guys. Anyway, so I wanted to just see if there's any other press releases that might be cool to look at in your neck of the woods. Are there anything? Is there anything in your neck of the woods that might be cool? Two Portland eateries make ten make PETA's top ten cookies list. Pig or pup, PETA to point out that there's no difference by barbecuing a dog in St. George. Ooh, they're going to barbecue a dog. What's this all about? Oh my gosh, that looks like a barbecued dog. If you want to eat a dog, why eat a pig, turkey, or a cow? That's food for thought. PETA supporters will be serving up on Saturday. They barbecue a lifelike, a lifelike dog next to Vernon Worthen Park downtown farmers market while other animal allies hand out free vegan starter kits and kids guides to animal riots holy shit that looks insane Ugh. and species and some go vegan that's going to get some conversation starting it started if you wouldn't eat a dog why eat a pig go vegan oh geez louise what do you guys think about this all right well that's Oh, shit. When is it, though? When? Oh, it's this Sunday. This Sunday in Utah. If you're in St. George, anywhere in St. George, maybe you can go and check it out. Damn, that'd be... You can hand out some vegan starter kits. People always ask me how to get into into um, into activism, but really, I would just look at the press releases and show up and be like, hey, I want to get involved. <laughs> Here, hand this shit out. That's what they would do. They'd love it. I'm sure the dog comes from Elwoods. They have a dog like that from Elwoods? <laughs> Elwood's dog meat. Breaking news. Corn production is up 420% while corn sales are up 69%. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, we did a, we did a, I reacted to Steve-O's thing last night on last night's stream. Uh, he has about, 
he has to say about it, dude. Come on. Dude, come on. You know, I eat fish because I can't even talk anymore. You know, I'm, I'm, I used to be famous, and now I'm now I'm just Steve, okay? And I can't even talk because I keep vomiting all over myself. I vomit on, on cue, and now I, I ate the fish. You know, I ate the fish because I, I'm Steve-O, and I got to eat fish now. It's a piece of garbage. Steve-O is a piece of shit. I don't like him. Ringo apparently made a whole... That's what I heard, is that Ringo, Ringo who's been vegan a long time, made him vegan that's what i heard too but i wasn't gonna most humans are afraid of deep oh shit i already said that okay all right steve-o is a carnsey steve-o is a joe rogan uh acolyte and uh needs to be forgotten steve-o has had i mean he had it covered up recently but he had a tattoo of a dude raping a baby a tattoo of a human man raping a baby the guy is a piece of shit. Like, I don't know, man. Like, you got to be a major piece of shit. steve was always been a piece of shit. I don't know why people are like, oh, yeah, steve used to be used to be a great guy. Yeah, he used to be great. But now, I, you know, it's not substance abuse that makes me talk like this. It's not my substance abuse problems. It's that I use my throat muscles to push air out. Dude. Nobody believes that bullshit. Steve-O can't talk anymore because he's done so many drugs and drinks. He's, he's drunk so much alcohol and he's vomited so many times on command that he can't even speak properly. It's about veganism. What's the problem? You know, come on, dude. dude come on. I'm an animal rights guy. Come on, dude. Dude, come on. Too much meat gave him throat cancer. I said this last stream. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining. This has been the pre-shift. Um, the uh, the affirmation, you know, I wanted to say the affirmation should be, I am not the status quo. I am not the status quo. And I think that makes us better than most people. <laughs> most people, you know, they're mo-runes. And I think... The status quo sucks. We are not the status quo. I am not standard issue. I am the deluxe version of humanity. I am the version that you have to pay extra for. I know that sometimes it seems like the status quo might be winning. Well, that's exactly what the status quo was there to do, is give us a challenge, make, them, make us feel like there's no chance. But there is a chance. There's a chance to change. The status quo changes so easily. It just needs a little push. I'm not the status quo and neither are you. That's your ad daily affirmation for vegans only. I appreciate you so much. Take care, corn worshipers. I am not standard issue. Neither are you. Please don't forget to join the Patreon or join this channel members, please. I think what I'm going to do, everyone's been asking about doing channel members, channel, uh, sorry, night streams i think this pre-shift should be free and then do um night stream be members only I, I'll, I'll let the community decide what that maybe i'll put that in the uh, community tab to see what people think about that idea because i want to do something special for channel members and if if i get enough channel members i'll just stream every night it'll be morning show and a nighttime show the morning the pre-shift will be free and the nighttime show will be um, channel members only. I think that's a good idea. Let me let me know what you think in the um, comments. I hope that you guys have a wonderful friggin' day. I appreciate you so friggin' much. And um, yeah, if you're in Florida, I'll be in Florida for about eight or nine more days. So I'll be in Daytona and then Orlando. So let's do this. <laughs> but it's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can't fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans.
Don't forget that you are the elite squad, illegitimate, non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because I need you. We need each other, and the Aminals definitely need you. Thank you for all that you do for the Aminals, and thank you for supporting this channel and my dream to be a full-time activist. Thank you very, very much. Don't forget to like the video and uh, share share, share a short with a friend, you know? Do a tiny bit of activism for the channel, too. Share a short with a friend or put it on a tweet or share it on Instagram or share it on uh, friggin' what's the other one? Facebook, please. And if you're on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, don't forget to come over to YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Thank you, everyone. I really do appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Bye.